Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. Matt is here, of course. And our friend Candace is joining us. Hello. Hello. For this very special edition of Mashley at the Movies, this is one of our um, episodes celebrating um, the African American experience in movies um, for Black History Month. And our movie today is called The Hate You Give. It's from 2018, and Matt is going to tell us about it. So yeah, um, this centers around the conflict that a uh, 16-year-old African-American uh, girl is going through. Um, she lives in a uh, neighborhood called uh, Garden Heights, and it's sort of a economically distressed neighborhood, um, predominantly um, like African-American. Uh, her parents have sent her to a like prep school type of thing across town. Which is predominantly Caucasian, and there's sort of duality going on there with you know her home life and her school life. And one night she's at a party with uh, her friend Khalil, and um, there's there's gunfire, so they they get out of there. And while they're driving around, they are pulled over by the police, and uh, there's a shooting, and things sort of sp- spin off from there. Yeah, so. I really didn't know anything about this movie um, before we started watching it. Um, I was expecting something different. I don't know why. I was expecting it to be, you know, obviously to concern matters of race, but I thought it was more of a kind of a lighthearted take on it. I don't know. Um, But this is actually a very serious and very um, powerful, intense movie. the story it tells is riveting, I thought, um, suspenseful at times. I feel like it's very ambitious. It, it tackles a lot of issues. It takes on a lot of issues. Um, it, tries to, it depicts a lot of different kinds of events. Some of them, you know, um, some of them pretty intimate with family and friends, which I, I liked that they were able to um, incorporate those kinds of scenes, but then there's also scenes of, you know, um, larger community events, and uh, I don't want to give too much away about what happens in the plot, but um, there's there's a wide variety of um, scenes depicted in this movie, and I thought it, it did all of them well, but I particularly liked the depiction of what she kind of calls her dual life, because she has, in her home in her neighborhood she has to be one kind of person and then she's going to this school that's a predominantly white seemingly upper class um, school and she has to be a very different kind of person and I just found that dual life that she was leading to be very interesting and I I would have actually liked to have seen more of that and seen that explored a little more Um, the story takes a, a different path um, but it, it is all kind of um, related. But I would have liked more focus on that particular um, aspect of the movie. But uh, I don't know. Candace, what did you think of the, of the movie? So I enjoyed the movie. I, it explores the issues of racism and social justice. And I think it's very relevant to what people were experiencing in 2018 and even still today. Um, it explores the cycle 
um, of damage created by racism that people are subjected to. I think it also does a really good job of depicting what a lot of people in the African-American community um, experience. So when we talk about all of the various things that are happening in the movie, I believe that that is very much a depiction of what a lot of us experience on a daily basis. Um, having the dual personas either at school or at work, and then something different when you're home with your family or in your neighborhood, um, having to deal with the uh, racism and the stereotypes, feeling like your um, life isn't valued because of the color of your skin, feeling powerless when you see an injustice and there's nothing that you can do about it, even when you think that you have stood up to it and done the right thing and it's still not enough. Um, it also explored the issue of black-on-black -black crime. So I think there are a lot of, a lot of um, themes and issues that come up that are very relevant on a daily basis for many people that live in the African-American community. And so I really did appreciate that. I appreciated that there was a perspective that's given from a police officer, but it all it happens to be an African American police officer, which I thought was an interesting twist on things because you don't often hear that mm -hmm. perspective and how they would have responded in a very similar situation. I appreciated that storyline. Um, one of the things that I hope people get from this movie is that I hope that it creates with them within them empathy towards what people in the African American or, or African American community are experiencing when things like this happen and the anger and the emotion mm -hmm. and understanding maybe what are the underlying causes to some of the things that are going on and gets a provides a better understanding of the African-American experience that many of us either have in totality in what was shown or in bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, this movie is, is, is well-made, um, and, and, and I'm going to give it good credit for that. It, was, it packs a lot in, and I think it almost packs too much in. There were times where... Uh, I sort of wished maybe uh, it would have focused more on one particular story element versus you know others, or instead of going all over the place. I mean, it it, it, it I think it, it covers the ground as well as it can, given all the ground that it covers. But you know, Ashley, I think you mentioned earlier the sort of the duality um, that the main character, uh, her name is Star, mm -hmm. uh, that she has with this school life versus home life. And that's sort of a, it ends up being just sort of the setup a little bit, the, right. the preamble of this film for the first, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, I was finding myself um, enjoying it mm -hmm. uh, and very interested in that. However, I knew going into it that this was a movie about, you know, how she witnesses a shooting mm -hmm. and that that's what we were going to be dealing with. So I was already feeling kind of sad before the shooting even happened that, 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 the, that it was going to because, um, you know, I was very much interested in the story, the other part of this other story, right? Um, so Amanda Stenberg plays Star. I think she does a really good job. Um, she has to do kind of a range of emotions in this movie, and she she handles them really well. Um, Regina Hall plays her mom, and she does a, a really good job. And it's a good contrast to uh, Russell Hornsby, who plays Star's father, who I think is awesome in this. I really liked his character. Um, 
and and Anthony Mackie is in this, and I. So every now, so what movie was it we watched? So so uh, our movie a couple weeks ago for Black History Month was The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and I remember when we talked about that one, I said I was taken out of the movie slightly because uh, uh, it's all these unknown people, at least I should say unknown to me mm-hmm. actors, and then boom, there's Danny Glover. <laughs> And I was like, so it kind of took me out of the movie for a minute. And seeing Anthony Mac- Mackie pop up every now and then, I was just like, oh, it's, it's Falcon from the uh, MCU or whatever. Um, but, you know, he, he's he's good in this as well. And, and Candace mentioned uh, the African-American police officer that's played by Common. And he's also quite good in it. And um, K.J. Appa plays um, her her boyfriend, Chris. And that's the weirdest sort of. They had the weirdest sort of relationship. Yeah. I was, I was. So this is one of those things that I, I, I was. I felt that maybe the movie didn't do quite as well as it could have. So for one, I was, I would not have known that they were in a relationship except for the fact that every now, like every other scene, they brought up like, "Well, we're in a relationship," <laughs> or "You're my boyfriend," or "You're my girlfriend," and and so they would actually state that they were in a relationship because they sure as heck didn't act like it. Right. I mean, it was just a very strange, to me anyway, it seemed like a very strange style of relationship. And then the other thing I'll say too, and um, is, you know, he's a white guy and he is one of the most super um, supportive boyfriends I've ever seen. And particularly, you know, um, with all of the stuff that happens in this movie that, Mm -hmm. that she has to deal with. And... There, there's, you know, I, I don't know how this sounds, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie where I feel like, given the context and given the setup and given their backgrounds, because he's she's from a, a poor black neighborhood and he's from a super upper class white neighborhood, th- there were things that happened in this movie where I felt like he could have legitimately, you know, been like, okay, I'm out. I'm, I can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, he, even when she's like pushing him away uh, because she's so frustrated by like, I mean, he's like, no, 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 what can I do? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was very curious. They did not explore his character beyond how he rotated around her. And I was very curious about him and like, what his, what is his background? Because you saw nothing of his home life. You saw him in his room one night watching TV. <laughs> And that was it. But I'm like, what is this character's background to where he is just so unconditionally supportive? Yeah. Um, and that movie, you, we are never, we're never privy to that. And that's something I will say is some of these characters, I think, are really well developed. And then some aren't. Um, and that's the thing, you know, so I don't know. That's all I'll say for right now, but. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on a lot of the things that, that I was going to bring up. And one of them is the relationship she has with her boyfriend. I mean, I'm very curious to see how their relationship even developed and what the history is. Because he's, he's obviously enamored with her and he's obviously um, hugely supportive. And, you know, um, but I just don't get the sense of that being real, given what we're shown in the movie, it it just doesn't seem to be a, a real relationship. Um, yeah, as a character, he's remarkably supportive, but he seems to just kind of come out of nowhere and is. He's an interesting character, but there's no backstory, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I thought there were some really well drawn characters. I love the character of the father, which you mentioned, and and how how wonderful that 
um, we see a father who is one present and has turned his life around. He had some rough patches, and but he's turned his life around. He has his own business. He's he's um, very um, concerned about um, his children and their futures. And I mean, yeah, he has some flaws, but what a great character and mm-hmm. uh, role model for um, for people. So I really like that character a lot. Um, yeah, I, I do just kind of feel like the movie was overstuffed. I would have liked it to focus more on the relationships that she had with friends and family and maybe how a shooting might impact those. Um, but this, I mean, there's just so many, she finds herself enmeshed in so many different events um, and they just keep happening. The movie's over two hours long. To me, it felt a little long. Um, so that's, that's really my criticism of the, of the movie. So you've both said some really interesting things. And so, um, yes, there is a lot that happens in the movie, but in my mind, that's how life is. There are a lot of things happening at one time, and you can't really control all of these moving pieces. And so to me, that gave it a little bit of realism because, I mean, I'm not even a 16-year-old, and I go to work, (laughs) and in my day, I have all of these competing things going on. and, Mm -hmm. And so there's that. I also think um, in terms of the relationship, it's really interesting the things that you two have pointed out between her and the boyfriend. And I think, so I went to a predominantly white high school where I was one of a handful of black students. And so seeing that relationship is very reminiscent for me of what I have seen growing up. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't always obvious that two people were together because they were so concerned about what others might think about it or how they might react to it or what a teacher might think or a parent. And so you didn't always know. You might suspect it and there might be clues, but you might you didn't always know. And so there, there was that part of it. Um, I like the, the parents, uh, Star's parents, a lot. I like the contrast between the mother and the father. You know, Mm -hmm. the movie opens with the father teaching the kids, giving them the talk, basically, about what to do if you're stopped by the police. But then, so he's instilling this very much Black Panther-based political perspective into the children. But the mother, on the other hand, she's a little more apolitical and takes a different position. So I think they contrast each other really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I did enjoy that. I will admit that my favorite part of the movie was probably towards, it was actually in the end, when Star learns how to be authentically herself regardless of the community that she's in. She's decided to embrace herself Mm -hmm. and she's not going to be, you know, she initially described herself as star one and star two and now it's just star. And I think that's something that a lot of people go through, especially African-American women at work and in different environments. You're figuring out how to be less of an African-American at work than you might be at home, but eventually you figure out how to authentically show up as yourself Mm -hmm. regardless of the space. So seeing her figure that out and to do it at such an early age, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. Um, I, I like that too. Uh, I was happy to see that uh, at the end. Um, There's, Something that I thought about well, actually went toward the end of the movie as it was sort of starting to wrap up and then afterward um, that 
bothered me um, <laughs> is the fact that so there were so they, okay we've already talked about it. this movie tries to cover a lot of ground sometimes successfully sometimes maybe not as much but um, it it has these I think if my memory serves correctly I just watched it last week but you know <laughs> uh, the three main white characters that are in this so it's her boyfriend who we talked about and two female white friends who are like just you know her friends and over the course of the film you know her boyfriend remains super supportive um one of her white female friends is is fine i mean a little out of a little kind of like doesn't quite know always how to what to say or what to do but is is, is supportive mm -hmm. uh, and the other white friend kind of takes the position of the police officers and kind of identifies more with like you know finding reasons and excuses for why police officers shoot unarmed african-americans mm -hmm. and that's you know obviously creates a division between star and her and um that never gets resolved and so what i was thinking about as the movie was ending and afterwards is um and i guess in a disappointed sense is that th whenever there was conflict and and so Another example of this would be Anthony Mackie's character, who's a neighborhood friendly neighborhood drug lord, or I should say, not so friendly. And you know, he obviously is he's butting heads with Star and her family. And and anyway, there's conflict in this movie, and people never resolve it with each other. Mm -hmm. Like the way a conflict is ended is people to stop being friends. Or, you know, they, they try and bring the law down on, on somebody who's, you know, breaking it. And, uh, and, and, that's, and that's it. And I don't know. Maybe that's not what this movie's about. But I feel like if you're going to inject this type of interpersonal conflict into a film, how you handle it, I, I'm very, I pay very much attention to that, right? Um, because the thing that kept going through my mind, like I don't make, I don't take physical notes when I watch a movie, but I take a lot of mental notes. And the mental note I was taking is, what is the purpose of this movie? What is it trying to convey? Because I think I've mentioned before, like everything, every movie has an agenda. It could be as mild as like, you know, a Transformers movie says, I just want things to cling and I want you to be entertained. <laughs> That's the agenda. Or a lot of movies, though, that, you know, center around, you know, um, this type of uh, subject matter there's an agenda there and I'm not agenda is a loaded term and I'm not using it negatively here but I'm just saying what is this movie's purpose what is its point is it to just anger us is it to make us just feel helpless is it, is it there to make us feel empowered is it there to show us that you know when you got somebody that you know thinks the things differently than you do you just gotta cut them loose I mean is that the point that we're trying to take? Is that the takeaway from this? And that just, um, that bothered me. And I, I hesitate a little bit that maybe that's not a great criticism to make of it, but part of me says, like, I don't know. They introduced it. They introduced this, this interpersonal conflict, and, uh, yeah. I think, you know, Candace, you mentioned earlier how you, you hoped the movie would um, maybe invoke some empathy in people. I um, I think you know the, the her one white friend certainly lacked empathy, mm -hmm. and that was the source of the you know the conflict there. Mm -hmm. um, 
it might have been nice to see her grow a little bit, this friend, and gain some empathy and change a little bit. Um, that's not the that's not the path the the, movie not the story took. that they told. <laughs> that's not the path that they took. Um, yeah, I I do feel like the movie was. I feel like though, as a white person watching the movie. I don't know. I have already had, I would hope, a, a level of empathy with the situation already. Um, I think, you know, maybe I would have gained a little empathy. It's hard to say. I, but I think watching this movie, it, I would have gained a little empathy or a little insight into, um, you know, how this kind of shooting, how this kind of event impacts a family or impacts a community. Um, I hope. Um, but... Yeah, that, that's hard to say. I, I, I did leave the movie with a, a sense of it was trying to kind of anger me rather than build that empathy. But, yeah, I, I don't know. So anger for me was not an emotion at all. There were a lot of emotions, but anger was not one of them. And that is what that was actually one of the ones that I expected that I just sort of assumed I was going to feel when this was over, and that wasn't it at all. I do think that, well, I at least hope that the purpose of the movie was to provide some insight into sort of the other side, because you don't often get to hear that, and you definitely don't get to see it in one setting. You might get bits and pieces of it, but you never really get the full picture, and I feel like the movie was trying to offer that, and I do think give people that perspective and hopefully create some empathy so that when people are having these arguments about Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, people can more they can find more commonality and maybe start to come together and understand each other's perspectives. In terms of the conflict, I think that's really interesting because I looked at it as a 16-year-old and that is what would happen. I don't see a 16-year-old, two 16-year-olds coming together <laughs> and resolving conflict. So that was just really interesting to me that you that you brought that up because I recognized it, but I was like, well, you're 16. That's kind of how it goes, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that you grow into. Um, so that's a really interesting point, the way that, the way that you looked at that. Yeah. Um, I should mention just quickly that who who helped make this? So uh, it's based on a book by Angie Thomas, and um, screenplay was by Audrey Wells, who who actually passed away. I think the, the week that it came out, mm -hmm. um, and it was directed by George Tillman Jr. Who, looking at his credits, I think the two movies he's probably best known for directing are Soul Food and Barbershop. Okay. <laughs> um, I think this is probably the best of those. Uh, <laughs> at least I, I should say it's it's the most serious and. You know, whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's got a lot going on. I, you know, for for better or worse, it's got a lot going on. But uh, any closing thoughts you guys have? I don't think I do. No, Candace. No. No. All right. <laughs> so it's. Uh, it's uh, score time now. Our right. final movie of, of Black History Month. So, um, Ashley, what do you give this out of 10? I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Candace? I'm going to give it a 9. Okay. I'm going to give it a 7. So, our score is an 8. 
It's an average, yeah. <laughs> I've always loved the easy math. So <laughs> it is on the tomato meter. So it has a critic score of 97% certified fresh and an audience score of 82%. So, yeah. I mean, I would recommend it with, 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 with the caveats that I think I brought up earlier. Yeah, so, yeah. Thank Absolutely. you for joining us, Candace. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.